This is the Tame Aperture Podcast. Open the pod bay doors, Cal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Welcome to the Tame Aperture Podcast of the new decade. Happy 2020, y'all. Be sure to subscribe and join us for a new podcast every week where we discuss movies from first-time directors, indie films, art house, and much, much more. Head on over to www.tameaperture.com to join us in the conversation. This week on the podcast, we talk the French film from 2008 titled Martyrs. The story follows a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child as she leads her and her friend, who is also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. The film is rated R for disturbing severe behavior involving strong bloody violence, torture, child abuse, and some nudity. The film premiered at the 2008 Cannes Film Festival and was later released by Wild Bunch in France in September and the Weinstein Company in October of the same year and has been associated with a movement of French films categorized as the new French extreme. I'm Dave Beanendahl, film instructor, filmmaker, and movie enthusiast. I'm joined by none other than Alan Martindale, veteran podcaster, film fanatic, and editor. And tonight, we also have the pleasure of having Sarah Brandon Richardson join us from Glamati Road Pictures. Alan, Brandon, how the hell are we tonight? My question is, how are you guys after watching this movie? Shit. Can, can I take a stab? Jesus. Can I take a stab at these, at these uh, actor names? Please, please do. Okay, so let's. I guess we should quickly. I speak Spanish. You would think I would have some kind of accent into it. I have. It's a no romance idea. language. You should. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't. I have can't a clue. do these names. I apologize, by the way, to these actors. They will be right. subtitled in the video. So for those listening to the podcast, Alan will take a stab. At I'm going to take a stab, and we, you know, we're probably going to butcher all this stuff because it is French and we don't speak French. But so I think the director. I think it's Pascal. Logier? Logier. 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 Okay. Is the Logier. R still present? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's Logier. The I R think. goes silent. Yeah, the R I goes believe silent so. in French. That's correct. And then more, more, is it Morhana? No, that's Spanish. Morjana Alawi. Alawi, because the we is yeah. Alawi. And Melen Jampanois. Jampanois. <laughs> I that's pretty no good. Idea. I think that's pretty good. I, I think that, that's that's, that's my fair. best guess. And, and then Catherine for those listening, there's Begin. one more. Catherine Bejean, right? Catherine Bejean. She is uh, the old lady. The mademoiselle. The mademoiselle. The mademoiselle. mademoiselle. The mademoiselle. Good job, Alan. I think Thank that's pretty you. good. That, that's the best I, I, I can I think that do. at least gives credit for those listening. They can at least hear the names. Yes. For those watching the video, they can see them and, in the subtitles. And I do think it's kind of important that we at least acknowledge them because I think the acting in this thing is insane. It's yeah. so good. The acting's phenomenal. Uh, especially considering the subject matter. And Yes. And for tonight's podcast, like usually I'll kind of lead us through the storyline of the film and kind of walk us through it because mostly up to this point, there have been films that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. But last podcast, we discussed this and we said, hey, Alan, you're going to choose the film. <laughs> and this is actually a sophomore release from Pascual, Pascal. Yep. This is his sophomore effort. He did an original debut. This was his follow-up to that. And so Alan chose The Martyrs and you asked us how we were feeling. And I think the answer to that is, Brandon, what's your answer to how you're feeling to watching this film called The Martyrs? I read through, by the way, some of the stuff. Disturbing behavior involving strong bloody violence, torture, child abuse, and some nudity those all seem acceptable in the sense of a filmmaker to watch, but how do you feel after watching it? First of all, disclaimer to anyone watching this, do not watch this high. I <laughs> yeah. was coming off of a high when I watched this, and that was a terrible mistake. Great disclaimer. Just uh, just uh, 
FYI. Yeah, out there. that's probably a good idea, I would imagine. <laughs> I, again, I feel like I'm glad I watched it just to kind of see how fucked up the French mind can be. Uh-huh. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, it was it was engaging though to me. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to know where the story went. I, I it was engaging as you mentioned. The acting was superb. Um, but I am not going to get nightmares over this. It was fucked up, but whatever. And Alan's going to lead <laughs> us through this story because I said, "Look, you got to take it the lead yeah, on this for sure. one." Yeah, because <laughs> this is so. So start us out with well, with where you're at, Alan, and then we'll get into it. Do you see what happens when you let me choose the movie? Yeah, I choose a the terrible most brave thing ever. But here's the thing, um, and maybe we can do it a little bit differently yeah. because. I feel like I, I owe everybody an explanation first. Maybe not an explanation, but maybe a disclaimer. I don't know, you know, the percentage of the audience who wa- watches the movie before we talk about it and the percentage who watch it after or maybe don't watch it. If you are not ready to see some disturbing things, I probably wouldn't watch it. I can't recommend it to you, but it's a good movie. And I think maybe uh, we can kind of talk about our feelings about the movie without giving spoilers at first, and then maybe then go into the spoiler thing. Okay. If that works for you guys, yeah, I, for I don't sure. know. I wouldn't even know how to spoil it, to be honest. Uh, well, <laughs> it, towards, I mean, the ending is, it's little. I mean, I have some yeah. concepts on about what, what he's even doing and what Pascal is even trying to say. I'm always diving into that subtextual meaning of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know, and and he's definitely digging deep into something right. that's, I think, relatable to everybody when it comes to death and like what happens beyond the, the the you know the light of or not the light but what happens beyond what when, sure. when the eyes go dark right right um so there's that but us before we even get into that yeah i think i think that's fair if you want to tackle it from the perspective okay. of like where you're Just, where you're thinking because i know for me this movie i had heard about it uh i have a buddy who he's actually my tattoo artist and, and he and i kind of we trade little you know tit like you got to see this movie. It's so messed up. And he told me about this one. And he's like, dude, this is, this is brutal. And it was one of those movies that I was intrigued by, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to see it. So I kind of got all the information I could get about what was in it without actually spoiling it for me. And it really didn't do it justice. I was just kind of dipping my toe in it. I, I do want to say that this isn't just torture porn. Like, I don't like... It's, it's not Saw. It's not Saw. It's not Eli Roth. Like, no. it's... The, the violence, and it's pretty horrific, the violence in this serves the story. Like Eli Roth, you know, Hostel was a movie that was just like, look how far we can go. And yeah. it was kind of like shocking just to shock. And that's cool. Like a lot of people like that. I, I, I enjoy a little bit more story, a little bit more story, but I get where people like it because it's like, whoa, that's, you know, when I watch yeah. a horror movie, it's fun to see the gore. Sometimes, because it's like, whoa, that was awesome. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Bone Tomahawk. Yes. <laughs> you've seen Bone Tomahawk. Yes. So that's that's a disturbing movie because of one scene. Right. One in particular scene. This movie is just relentless. It, it never ends. I mean, there's always moments that I'm trying to just, I'm, I'm just Take trying to breath. catch my breath. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the, at the top of my head, the one point where you feel like you can catch your breath immediately is taken away from you in a shocking way. Like, it's... And so it's it's a very violent movie. If you are up for it, I definitely think it's worth a watch because it's very. I, I like the movie. I can't say I recommend it, but I like it. Singular watch. 
for yes. me for my recommendation. <laughs> yes, um, I will not be watching this movie again. Uh, this is the second time I've seen it, and you know, I, I tried. I, <laughs> I, I tried to warn you guys before, being like, "This is it's pretty brutal," you know. A few times, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, a few times because I wanted to. I wanted you to know. So my my first question is: Did you feel? that it was as bad as you thought it would be, or maybe as bad as I explained it, or was it? Well, in our thread, we have a message uh, thread on just Facebook, just a private message thread. And in the message thread, you had mentioned to be, uh, you, you the, hey, fair warning, right. this is what to expect. And also, I kind of apologize in advance because <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I think that was a fair warning. Okay. I think that was a fair warning. It at least prepped me enough to be a little more understanding going in because Alan's going, hey, look, this this is what because I didn't do any research. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't no, read plot I... lines, summaries, synopsis, anything about the film. Only that your disclaimer of like just a fair warning. It, there's some brutality in there. Yeah. Um, and, and coming from Alan, I'm just you know for the yeah. for for the audience. Yeah. Coming from Alan, I went way worse. Which okay. was good. Okay. So it, it's kind of where it I mean, landed, yeah. I can see that, but at the same time, like, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was, there were some things in here that was pretty rough. It's And the reason it's rough for me, one of the things I wrote when I was watching in my notes, like, I have to admit this. I have to admit this to everybody listening and to you guys, which is there were moments... And I had uh, I had went to see if I could find this film at a in an old record not a record an old DVD shop they didn't have it of course it's a it's a foreign film so I had to rent it on or buy it on uh, Amazon and so I have to admit that I did use the ten second skip on Amazon multiple times throughout the film oh did you okay I did yep. uh, because mm. I understood the concept of what was happening and I didn't need to subject myself mm. to certain things any longer and and I'm not look it's you can watch it and, and you can go with it. And I agree with you. Actually, when you look at the concept of the film, I think Pascal's got a pretty good movie on his hands. But because there's so much intensity to it, I understood certain moments already. I, I kind of compartmentalized what was happening mm -hmm. and I didn't need to continue watching it for two or three minutes. Yeah. Does that make sense? So admittedly, for everyone out there, there were moments that I did the 10-second skip on Amazon. I did it a couple times near the end. Did you? Okay. I also did. Just the one time. I don't want to jump the gun on that, but there is a moment at the end where there's so much elongated torture that I don't, I got the point. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, when, um, and the main character is, uh, well, there's two. Anna. Anna. Right. And once I understood what was happening to her to the point of the abuse and things of that nature, I was like, I can 10 seconds skip this multiple times. Yeah. I'm not missing anything. Right. Yeah, and I think, I think that's absolutely fair. And I, I almost think that part of kind of just beating you over the head, for lack of a better term, with uh, <laughs> with all these images of violence, it, because it is kind of putting you in the place of these characters mm -hmm. and what they have to go through. And there is a purpose for it, and, and we'll get to that for sure. But um, and maybe this can serve as for someone who doesn't really want to watch this. Maybe this can kind of we can kind of guide you through it because i think that's fair i think there will be listeners out there that unlike like we're filmmakers and are really enthusiastic about what the movie making process is mm -hmm. so we're open and there's very little filter to what we'll watch does that you yeah. know yes, because we're, sure. we want to open ourselves to the art 
But I think there are listeners out there who will not really want to watch this film. Yeah. Potentially. Which is and understandable. And I could be, be speaking for people, but I think that's a fair assessment. For sure. Um, so, so Brandon, so your expectations were like way, like as far as the violence and the disturbing imagery. Again, coming from you, and I know what kind of <laughs> okay. movies you like, I, okay. I just hit the gas pedal in okay. my head. And That's it's like, fair. okay, okay. I figured be flying body parts I everywhere was kind of thing. kind of hoping that because I didn't want it to be the opposite where I underplayed it and then you're like, holy shit. No. It, the one thing with that, quickly, which is, and I agree, I kind of did the same thing Brandon did, whereas I set my mind to the highest level possible. Yes. The one thing that I didn't account for was it, originally I thought maybe this is an exploitation film. Mm -hmm. So when it gets into exploitation, that's a different subject right. matter yeah. if you think about how it's played out because it becomes so it becomes it verges absurdity. Yes. Does that make sense? Right, for sure. Whereas this film does not verge on absurdity, so therefore it makes it harder to watch right. because it's realistic. And, and for me, there was almost, towards the beginning, there's almost a horror element. Because I wouldn't classify this as a horror movie at all. 100% agree with you. Uh, and I wrote that in my notes, yeah. which was like, oh, this is a classical horror film right. in the first five minutes. Right. And, and when you see, you know, when, you, when there's this part, and we'll get into this more, but uh, when, they're in, when you're kind of in the horror mindset, to me, it was far more comfortable. Yep. Until, <laughs> and until that little trope is taken away from you, and it's just brutality and there's no supernatural element there's no horror like there's no jump scares it's that's that's when it's uncomfortable after that opening because i did write this and these are lit and i'm spot on with you because i wrote in my notes starts out almost like a classic horror with the opener jump scares noises sudden no mm -hmm. uh, uh jumps creepy monsters and then cut to titles yes Yep. And the creepy monster is the lady right that is revealed later and that feels very horror-esque right uh, and then that's stripped from you. Well, it's almost like yeah. uh, it's the opposite of Hereditary. If you've seen that, like yeah, for that's me, that's a great movie. Until the end, it got is fucking weird. Well, see, that's where. See, at first, like that movie was so tough to watch. With you know, spoiler if you haven't seen it, it's something br brutal happens to a child. It was you know accidental, and it's both me and my wife were like, what yeah. the fuck, dude? and yeah. and my and the family's dealing with it, and it's gut wrenching. But then when it got into the horror section at the end, that's when I was like. Okay, now I can have fun with this. Like yeah, now yeah. it's creepy, now it's fun, but before it was hard to watch for me. Cuz it was all authentic and real. It was very yeah. realistic, right? And that's a, it's the uh, you're right, it's the opposite here right. where originally we're like, okay, horror film and then that stripped from you and right, you feel right. the way you felt about Hereditary all the, the beginning, you yes. feel that all the way through this film. Right, right, yeah. right. And it was almost like a relief in Hereditary where this is just the opposite. Opposite. It's, 100%. It's like, oh my opposite. god, we're in we're in some deep shit right now because we go 60 minutes of just are, are we over like can i take a breath and is this movie over and right can, right can this be done so <laughs> I, and i guess uh i don't know there's not a whole lot more we can say without kind of jumping into spoilers so i guess before we do that why don't we just um brennan <laughs> this is a weird question but can you recommend this movie to certain people sure right just i told my wife after watching this i'm like you will never watch this movie trust me do not watch this movie. Well, and and because she, I just know, because of what we just barely talked about is that she's actually okay with the supernatural and, and okay with like the, that's, but when this can actually happen to a person, that's when she just hits the brakes. I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I'm not watching that shit. Well, and that was so. another reason why I wanted to warn you guys so that you weren't watching it with your significant others. Yeah. <laughs> my, my girlfriend, Jess, she loves horror movies too, but, um, 
I, I and at first I was like, let's watch this together. I've seen it before. I'm glad I didn't have her watch it with me though. Yeah, because this is just it's not horror. It's it's just brutality. And go and following up to your question to Brandon, like similarly, I'm in that same uh, that same boat, which is essentially. Uh, didn't I would tell my wife first time my wife would never want to watch it. It's it's interact what it does do, and we alluded to this a little bit, but what it does do is goes from horror film in the first little bit when the title credits come, then the next five minutes or so in that ballpark becomes very exploitative. Mm-hmm. Uh gunshots and people being yeah. murdered, and it feels like okay, I mean it's still dark, but right. it's like it it's, it's almost a little over the top. And then it twists again yep. and takes us down the authenticity and you go, oh man, this is real. Almost this down is the not literal rabbit hole. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so those <laughs> yeah. shifts in the storyline tend to uh for those that want to watch it, you're gonna watch the first five minutes and think horror classic. You're gonna watch the next five minutes and think, oh, exploitative right. film. And then you're gonna watch the next 70 minutes and be like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Yeah. Well and it, it, if you think about it, the fact that an exploitative section or sequence could be a safety place, like that's kind of weird. When- no, it is, and I, <laughs> yes. I it is weird. But if you watch, and I don't want to compare because it's not in the same vein. However, for those listening, it might make sense. You watch something like a Tarantino film where it's completely, it's the absurdity right. and the beyond, and it just it it's got that lack of a better word campiness to it. Sure. This doesn't have that. No, not at all. So there's no safety net. So I get what you're saying. That sounds like a weird place to go for a safety net, right? Which is exploitative films. But it totally. Is. But it totally is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially for me because it was the second time I'd seen it. It was, and and I, I do want to. One thing I wanted to say real quick is, um, usually when you see something, and you kind of hype it up like this is this is pretty nuts or this is pretty scary, and that you watch it again, it's not as bad. This was worse the second time. Mm. It was really, it, yeah, which is crazy. It's been about a year, maybe a year and a half since I've seen it, and it was worse the second time. And this came off once again a recommendation from your tattoo artist. From my tattoo artist, yeah, okay. yeah, and, and he loves depraved weird stuff sure. too. But he's probably exceptionally talented as an artist. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I guess with that said, we can kind of dive into the spoilers now. So I, I would just jump in by saying, like, like we already discussed, but. There was unclarity to me on what's even happening in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery box, therefore I'm in. Totally. Because I'm not sure exactly what's happening. One of the things that drew me in was the monster element where we do get a glimpse into uh, to so Lucy, mm-hmm. right? Who's one of the characters. Lucy is a child who's I'm not meaning to overtake it here. No, you're good. But I just mean this was one thing that caught my interest initially. Uh that opening title sequence is pretty dark as well, but they don't see anything. It's just a detective or somebody alluding to the fact that this was a, a room or a place that torture happened to children. Right. And then it cuts to a pretty normal, quote-unquote, scene of, of uh, a psych ward where there's children kind of who have been through trauma going through the process of trying to heal mm-hmm. and we get introduced to to Lucy and, and Anna yes and, and uh, there is a an American remake remake that came out in I think 2015 it's very watered down like Interesting. it's it does go into better detail about the kind of the relationship of the bond between Anna and Lucy and I like that other than that it's not I mean it's not even the same that, that's kind of interesting though because I'm doing the research too. like DVD region one which is the United States mm-hmm. and things of this movie of the martyrs has is been discontinued. They don't make it anymore. 
It doesn't surprise me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, it's like you're saying, oh, there was a reboot and it was watered down in the Americanized right. version. Well, the French version is not even available for DVD yeah. anymore. Which is interesting. Mm, but it doesn't, so. it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, but yeah, so, so then, and then Anna and Lucy are... are um, but they build a friendship. They totally build a friendship and it's great. And then you see the detectives come in. Because the very first shot, you see a girl running. And she was yeah. obviously, she's, her head Bloodied has been shaved. And, yeah. She's bloody. She's got, you know, bruised eyes, black eyes, and she's been through some shit. And then as we're, they're in the, and I don't, I guess the institution or what you would call it, you see that there are police officers there and they're trying to figure out what happened to her. And they're talking to Anna, who is Lucy's best friend. Because the exposition that's insinuated is that, that that Anna had built a relationship with Lucy, who's this newcomer to the institution. Right, right. And she's and and they have some relatability because they've both been through some kind of child abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy's, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, far worse than Anna's. Mm-hmm. And 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 Lucy is confided in Anna. Anna's actually a a confidant. Yeah. For Lucy. And so the the detectives and the psychiatrists are basically like, "Hey, what's the deal with your friend? Right. And can we get some more? Because she's not divulging anything. She won't talk. And she basically says, "Well, Anna just says you have to catch them. You have to catch them." And she says, "Yeah." She says you have to catch them. And she also says, "Well, what's the deal?" And she's she's scared. She's scared. And that's all she can continually kind yep. of say. And well, then, I love the, the that Anna Anna is the her defender as well. Definitely. Which totally She's plays into the rest it. of the film. Absolutely. I mean that that was that was I like that they established that because it makes so much more sense for the right. rest of the film. Well, so. and then it gets into the little bit of the horror element when they're in their room and there's this monster yeah. uh, coming after Lucy. And this is again, this is I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like this is a horror movie. I can I can handle this. Yeah. And um I can't remember if Well it's 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 Lucy with uh, the the or sorry, Anna with the detectives and the psychiatrist mm-hmm. asking about Anna, and then the nurse comes in and says, "We can't find uh, what's her, her? Oh, we can't find. We can't find her. We can't find Lucy. And so, she and didn't so, come to lunch. Anna goes running up the stairs, and she goes into their room. Right. And once right. she gets into the room, you see Lucy in the bathtub with cuts mm-hmm. all that's over her right. arms, that's almost right. suicidal type. And and that's what you think. And she says, I didn't do these. I and didn't I, do she this. says, I didn't do these. And so immediately you go, okay, this is some kind of apparition or spirit right, or ghost right. or monster. And then we see later on in the room, we see we see the monster, well, kind of hinted towards the monster. And um, and then I think it cuts to a family, a happy, very happy family. Yeah, the contrast. And they're having breakfast and they're, they're you know, talking about college and all this kind of stuff for the teenage kids. And the mom... Is working on the there's a block in the pipes or something I can't remember. And yeah, she's outside she, working on. And the, she drops a dead mouse on the well, table. And this is, to me, this is based on what is going to happen later. It's interesting that she brings in a dead mouse while they're eating breakfast, and she's like, "This is the problem." She's kind of teasing them with it, and everyone's kind of freaking out, like, yeah. "Oh, that's so gross! Ooh, keep it away!" Knowing what is going on in the basement. In the basement. It's just interesting that a little dead mouse. So this brings me to a question. So, uh, yes, I, I think do, I had the same the, question. Did, yeah. Do the kids? So in the loop. it's alluded later. We'll just throw some spoilers out there if that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It's alluded that the mother and the father are obviously creeps. part of it. Yeah. Yes. But do the kids know? 
I like. Do we to th- know? It doesn't really say, but I'm curious. I to. like to think that they did just because of how they get taken out. And we'll, yeah, we'll pick <laughs> that up. Which is very right soon, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, but she brings a mouse to the table and puts it on the table and everyone freaks out. Well, but, and it's also kind of a playful freak out. Like it's like they're grossed out, but it's also, you can like, tell oh, them. We're not. eating here. Come on. Yeah. It, but it's also like, obviously, you know, this dead little thing, like these people that they're toying with are no different than like dead little mouse to these people. Like, oh, yeah, these people they're torturing are are, they are nothing but little animals. So any listeners out there, keep that in mind, because they're what we're going to allude to is that they're they're treating these people that they end up torturing the same way that they would treat this mouse, which is like just a second. It's a lab experiment, a lab experiment. Yeah. Um, And then there's a knock at the door. And and so this is when I when I spoke earlier where. It's been pretty brutal so far. There's been lots of allusions to violence. We haven't really seen a whole lot. But it finally feels like this is a safe place. At least we, we have a breather for a minute. And then there's a knock on the door or doorbell. The dad goes to answer it. Immediate shotgun blast to the chest. This is where I thought, oh, this is exploitation. And now we're getting the exploitation, right? Yeah. Because it is over the top. And he I goes mean, it's flying. real. And it, it's it real. Feels, but... you, you take a jump back in your seat. Right, but you're right. like, oh, this is just going to be over the top. Right, right. And intentionally not. Yeah. It's we something have. we can handle. Something yeah. we've right. seen before. Right. Shoots a dad. Mom gets hosed down. She kind of toys with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Right? Am I <laughs> wrong here? Okay. He's a little French Bieber. Justin Bieber. French Justin Bieber. He's a little Biebs. And yeah. I'm and I'm I'm glad that he was dispatched. Fr- Fr- French Canadian. <laughs> well, French- she, she tells him to sit down. She tells the kid to sit down and she says, "Do you know what your parents did to me?" This is yeah. what I was alluding right. to. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, does yeah. the kid know cuz so and, and it's by the way it's revealed that the person that shot the mom and dad as she comes is in Lucy. We know that it's well, we know it's Lucy right. from the previous scene because right. they cast the kids right perfectly. So this is fifteen years later, and it also has a subtitle that says fifteen years later. Right, and yeah. you're right that they cast the young Lucy and the old Lucy. They look a lot like Good each Lord. other. Good Lord, I mean, it, I I, I, I was wondering for a minute, like, did they somehow make her look younger? Well, in that, the previous yeah, scenes? right, right, right. But no, they they. Yeah. For both, both for both, for both girls. Yeah, for yeah, both girls. Shout yeah. out Fantastic. to the casting director. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, she blasts French Justin Bieber, and then the, <laughs> there's the daughter still in the house, and she runs under the bed, and she kind of plays with her a little bit, which is a little interesting. It's a little out of character. But once she shot Justin Bieber, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we can lighten it up. <laughs> you gotta lighten it up. We gotta figure out ways to lighten right. this up because I'm telling you, everybody, this gets darker. But once, once she, because she asked Justin Bieber, "Do you know what your parents did?" It uh, for the viewer, it alludes the fact that that Justin Bieber's parents were into something deeper, right? Yeah. And she was; they were the ones who were torturing her years ago, right? Right. And then he doesn't really answer, so you're kind of uncertain whether he knows or not, right? And then he, she blasts him, yeah, right. Or was he just in shock of just seeing his parents blown away? For and, sure. Yeah, so. It's a little bit questioning, though. Like, yeah. yeah, for that reason of like, oh, mom and dad are blown apart, and now do I know or do I? He's just in shock. Well, and yeah. you, you find out kind of why she is so adamant about taking these people out. and it, it almost feels to me like she just has to be sure. Like, she can't take the chance that these people were involved and she lets them live. Right. Because she's tormented by this monster. Yeah. Yeah. Which up to this point for me too, to some, I mean, I was kind of verging on it. I was thinking, and by the way, for those listening, there's kind of, it, it kind of 
intercuts between these scenes with with Lucy kind of uh, dealing with a physical, real monster or what appears to be a physical, real monster. And for a moment, I was thinking, is this still the horror element? Right. Or is this right. inside her head? I actually did wonder what it was. Is this mm-hmm. the grunge the grudge, the grudge. Right, ringing right. situation happening. That's what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. Is this supernatural or is this in her head? And For I was sure. still up to this point uncertain. Right. Yeah. Uh, then the, the the daughter goes up and hides under the bed, and she gets on top of the bed and starts blasting away. Just starts throwing with her in shotgun. shotgun shell cartridges. Just throwing in cartridges and blasting the bed. Feathers yep, flying feathers up, off. down, yep. flying up. Exactly. Again, props to these kid actors. They portrayed being terrified. And- Quite well. Absolutely. Quite well. And, and and when you look at young Lucy, the job she did. Yeah. Because, it, and I did watch, uh, I watched most of the American remake. And just the acting contrast is not, it's not even on the same level. Like, yeah. it's just a little kid being like, ah. Whereas Lucy, little Lucy seems genuinely terrified. Right. And like, she's genuinely been abused. And yeah. I don't know how you get a kid to act that way. That's insane. French. <laughs> French. Yeah, French. I, I was going to say, I think part of it, you know, is there's, there's a, the thing where you go international actors, you look at the Brits and you look at the French, like there's something about the acting discipline in European or international right. countries that's different. And you only find that, and I'm just maybe just being overly judgy, but you only find that in America once in a while. Mm-hmm. They're not like whereas there they can they can nail it almost yeah. all of them. Yeah, the, it's a different discipline. It is different. I mean, because they would never produce a Heather Graham or a I can't think of anyone right, else. Or a sure. Lindsay Lohan, for God's sake. I mean, that just doesn't come out of that mm-hmm. pool. For sure, for sure. It just it's a doesn't. Because the only kid I can think of that had chops. I mean, there's kids with chops, right? But like Dakota Fanning when she was little had chops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she could probably portray something dark if she was asked to, but it feels like on a general consensus that the European actors just, when it comes to acting discipline, are just a little bit tighter and a little bit stronger. Yeah, well, they do a great job in the. I mean, all the performances are, are amazing. I mean, you really do believe that this is happening. It's 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 that visceral. It's crazy. Um, and by the way, when she's shooting the bed with the kid underneath. And then we end up seeing her kill the kid, yep. the, the other girl. Like, I'm definitely feeling the creepers here. Like, I'm feeling sure. really, like, beyond. now I'm going, yeah. okay, it's not exploitation. I'm starting to get weirded out. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, like, is there any humanity left in right. Lucy at all? Right. Or has it been beaten out of her? Right, right. Which I, I, I thought about, like, she, her humanity's gone. Yeah, she that's, just went straight for the kids. Because like, that's four even... people in the matter of two, three minutes right. that she's just slaughtered. Well, and, and then you also think about it. When you when she breaks into that house and she blasts the dad, you're thinking, this is a revenge film. And this is going yeah. to be the rest of the movie is her trying to take revenge. I put mm-hmm. that, too. I thought, man, this is a rape revenge. I, and he doesn't allude to rape, but I just thought... But it's a revenge film, 100%. A splatter revenge right, film. Right, Well, and I'm glad you said that because they do tell us from the beginning that no rape is involved. Yeah, it's not. it doesn't which, have to do with rape, which is at least some... Breather. At least there's a little bit, you know, like, thank God. Because yeah. if there was child rape on top of this, 
I don't know if I could have handled it. Well, that's when I don't think the 10 second skip would have been enough. Right, right, exactly. No, yeah, it wouldn't exactly. have been enough. I think it would have been to stop the movie and, exactly. and go straight to Caddyshack, which, by the way, is our next podcast. Right. <laughs> but, but they or do, fucking they, Care Bears or something. Yes, Jesus anything. Christ. Jeez. Oh. But they, uh, they do let you know right from the get go that it's not a rape thing. Thank God. But so I, I do think that it's going to be a revenge film. I, f- I feel like she's going to spend the rest of the movie tracking. Maybe the mom's going to get away and then yeah. she's going to have to track her down. But she blasts that whole family within two minutes. It's over. And then where do we go from here? Like what could that's possibly what the, happen that's now? What, what's a crow's, we were in a single location yeah. for the entire movie. For the entire movie. Yep. And and that's, that also didn't give me a break, a breath. We were there the yeah, whole goddamn movie. We're trapped in the, in the house, yeah. which and, was a great... Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it did what it was supposed to do. And just the, the set design and the just there's blood on the walls and just this pristine, wonderful family home is now tainted with blood. And the contrast is great. It really like is. you mentioned, the happy, quote unquote, family normalcy is yeah. there. And then within a matter of minutes, it's like completely upended, just shattered. And you're really you're angry at Lucy at this point because we we don't know you know even after knowing some of her past because at some point in here and you could correct me if I'm wrong but we start to get a glimpse into her flashbacks mm-hmm. about years ago the 15 years prior where she's been abused mm-hmm. and you're starting to get an idea of what her retribution is about and it's there's some dark that so those are hard to watch too those are really hard to watch you have a child basically being abused. Because so, we're so, all fathers here. It, but yes. We all have children. Yeah, yes. exactly. And you automatically jump so, into that role. And there's a justification of her actions then. Once you see what she's been through, you kind of like, vindicated okay. in a way of like, okay, okay. I'm, glad, I'm glad she at least took the parents out, but why the children? She just is. And the reality is she's teased and, and she's toyed with some kind of inner, right. inner demon. But and this is where we start to. But there's also this, we just saw this family having a nice family moment. And they don't look like murderers and torturers. They don't no. look like that at all. No. So especially the it's children. It's like there's she's this can't be right. Like it's got to be the wrong people, or this doesn't feel right at all. Well, and there is that question thrown in when uh, Anna comes in, and she's like, "Are you sh- like what the? I mean, you have a newspaper clipping for God's sake. Right. You know, it's like right. it's well, that's that follow up scene because yeah. after Lucy takes everybody out, she makes a phone call. Yeah, and, and Anna's waiting in a in a parking lot, and you can tell she's nervous as hell. So she helped track them down. Definitely, mm-hmm. she knows yeah. she knows what she knows. Lucy's going after him. I don't think she knew she was going to kill him. No, but she knew that. And she no, says she's, that on she's, the phone. Yeah, right, she's right. evident that she she knows that. Right. You said you weren't sure is what right, she tells her right. on the phone, and then and then and then Anna's or not? Yeah, Anna's like, I took. I, it's bet worse than I thought, or worse. Like she's like, I took him out. Right. Right. Yeah. And Lucy's like. Wait, what? And this is the part where you start to think that Anna loves Lucy, but she might not believe her. Yeah. Because we come to find out, and I don't know where in the in the course of the, the film it happens, but we come to find out that this thing that's torturing her is a monster that has been torturing her. And she thought that by killing the family that abused her, it would go away. This it, Well, and she even speaks to the monster to that point and say... Hey, I've done this. What more do you I want? Them. I even killed their kids. Yeah. I even yeah. killed their kids. Like she reiterates it. But uh, the doctors don't believe her. And it's questionable whether Anna believes her. But right, Anna but, cares but about But now her. I know as a viewer that, hey, this is an inner demon. It's not a physical representation right. of something supernatural. 
her injuries are real. How does she cut her back? I, that, I see, wrote the same question. I, was like, I wondered that too. So that's what I was kind of like, I'm sure that was a deliberate thing to kind of fuck with our heads a little bit. Probably. But it's kind of like, I mean, I suppose you could just scratch yourself on something, but it was like, right. you can't. But they look like razor blade. <laughs> yeah. Cuts. Yeah. And I wrote the question in my notes, which was, is the golem creature real or in her head? <laughs> <laughs> the creature. <gullet> creature. <laughs> she got the call and then I put a good question mark. She got cuts on her back. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, I wondered that too. I wondered that too. But the theory home. would be, I think we could probably secede to to say, look, it's in her head. For oh, the, for sure. The backside cuts along. I mean, the concept is that this demon that she's dealing with is from previous trauma, and mm-hmm. it, it's a it to us as a viewer. It's the physical representation, but the reality is it's in her head and she's doing these abusive things to herself. So is Anna, when she's stitching up her back, doing it to just appease? Well, let's, fact- let's get there first. Should we get you there first? Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. let's get there first. Because okay. again, I think Anna loves Lucy. She cares about her. Doesn't necessarily believe her though. Yeah. And I think that's kind of kind of shows that, but we'll get to that for sure. Uh, so then, but Anna comes onto the scene and she's horrified about what has happened. Um, they start. Yeah, she's kinda, physically sick. She's, she's physically yeah, sick. She yeah. sees. She's probably never seen. Oh, of course not. That before. Yeah. And so they start taking care of the bodies and everything, and they're kind of just hanging out in this house, which is. Really I found strange. that found real. I did it's think like, that was so strange because <laughs> once once she gets there, it's Anna, right? That, that arrives. Yeah, because yeah, Lucy took him out. Yeah. Lucy, we know that Lucy's dealing with some real shit. Anna arrives because Lucy calls her on the phone and then she's like, wait, I thought you were just checking it out. You killed, you know, yeah. Yeah. and then she arrives and then all of a sudden she's in shock, like you mentioned. But then also like it cuts to a scene where she's just like, they're just like chilling out in the house yeah. in bed where, of the girl that they just killed. Yeah. Where, where's the Futurama bender? Let's cheese it. You know, let's yeah, get, yeah, <laughs> get yeah. the fuck out of here. Like, what are we doing? Well, I think, and I don't remember, and this is probably the problem with watching the remake so close to this one. I don't remember... If in this one, Anna says, we got to get you to a hospital. we got to call the cops. Yeah, uh, yes, she does. does okay. Yeah. She, she does say something about alluding to authorities or calling the cops right. or something like right. that. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, she does. Um, which would have been the smart move. <laughs> like, that's what you would think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you do. But So they're taking care of the bodies. and um, well, well, Lucy's up in the girl's bed mm-hmm. that she just killed. And it's kind of like she's resting, almost like she's been washed up and like... And then Anna's outside and she's like dragging bodies out to the pipe that the mom was yep. working on before and throwing the bodies in a pit in the in the ditch. Right, right. And and then and then she uh Lucy wakes up and walks over to the window and sees Anna taking the bodies out. So Anna's trying to cover for her. Yeah. Uh while while she's Which I explains why she didn't just immediately leave. She's trying to cover for her right. friend. I thought they were gonna torch the place. When she oh, comes yeah. up with those, yeah. those, that's the end of whatever the movie, they hand. Yeah. Well, I, I just figured it would go somewhere else. Right. I, right. I, I didn't think oh, it would be there the whole time. Oh, it somewhere else. It definitely goes somewhere else, but not where I thought I was going to be going. No, me neither, because I thought that Lucy would see Anna and be, and, and I thought they would bounce from the house. I thought they would. So leave. Right. Yeah. For sure. I thought they would torch the house and then move on right. to whatever. But <laughs> you're right. Like they, it wasn't just that they were hanging out there taking care of the business. It felt like they were kind of just chilling, taking their time. That yeah, was really. It, slow it was moving. weird. It was very weird. Um, it's like they're moving but, but in. But you know almost. now, also too, beyond what happens later, like you know that that Anna has some pretty deep feelings for Lucy beyond even what mm-hmm. 
a, a friendship would be. Definitely. Oh yeah. What does it, when does that happen? That I mean, happens she, a little later. I, I think it's in the bathroom, right when they bring on the bodies in. She gives her like a kiss on the lips. When she sees her take, so what happens is they see see her taking the bodies out, and then because they put all the bodies in the bathroom, yeah, and then they go down into the bathroom. One of the bodies is already taken out. The dad. The dad's out, and in, then in the they're ditch. in the bathroom, and and Lucy's like comes down because she hears and sees the mm-hmm. I call it the golem creature. Uh, the thing in her head. Yeah. It yeah. basically looks like a golem, which is a, basically a, 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 a creepy-looking woman, yeah. grudge-like woman. But nonetheless, she hears that, and then it leads her to the downstairs to the bathroom, and they meet in the bathroom, and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to cover up, and then they start having this conversation, and then before you know it, she's Anna's kissing Lucy. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you go, Anna has some pretty intense feelings for Yet Lucy. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's reciprocated. It does not. No. Right? It just feels like, but so that's why I say Anna really does love Lucy. Yeah, very and, much. And yeah. I, don't, I don't. I think it's more of Lucy's just kind of she's 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 kind of like in her game mode. Like she's 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 got her purpose. She doesn't have time for that. Maybe later. Well, I but also, like I also think I think you're right. But I also think she's so traumatized that there's nothing else going on in her yeah. head. It's just that's what I mean. Is like she's she's in that mode. Right, she's right. whatever that mode is. Right. Yeah, Eliminate, find, destroy. She's you know? still dealing with Gollum. Totally. I mean, and, and she never knows yeah. when it's going to pop up. And who? Sh- I love the way they shot her. Oh, it's great. It's so it's it was great. so. Yeah, it was creepy. It was super creepy. It was really creepy. and it was just enough snippets just right. to like when when you when you're physically moving your head to look around the right, corners, right, like you right. know they're doing a good job. <laughs> and then I think this is a part. And correct me if I'm wrong. When Anna finds out that the mom's still alive. Uh, yeah, I that, feel like the day passes or something. Some, I think some it does. time does pass. Yeah. I gotta like say, real morning quickly, or something. Yeah, I love the snorkel cam of them dragging the bodies into the bathroom. So it's this shot of this kind of oh yeah, the, yeah, where yeah, the yeah, camera yeah. is basically attached to the subject. Oh so yeah. In this yep. case, it's it is the mother. Yeah. And they're dragging him in that snorkel cam yeah. where they drag him in, and you see the movement of the mom being dragged in, and it's very disturbing because it looks like the person's perspective of dragging them yeah. in, and it's super. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Creepy. Oh, totally. And, and totally. just really very raw, well done. dark, and yeah. Right. And the filming of the golem and how they incorporate that in, into the thing where her mind's playing with her and the sounds and the shots and everything is beautifully done. Essentially, yeah, then it gets to a point where uh, it, it ends up being uh, uh, Lucy that's back in the bedroom and they have a little conversation. And Lucy, uh, Anna, Anna locks, locks her, her right, in the correct. bedroom and goes back down to try to get rid of the bodies. And while she's doing that, she finds out the mom, who uh, Lucy shot in the gut with a shotgun, is still alive. And she's trying to help the mom because she knows. And Lucy's at that gonna, point, she's like, "Oh, I gotta." She's like, "You gotta be quiet. We gotta get you to a hospital <laughs> right, and take right, care of you. Right. But just be quiet because now Lucy has heard some. She's actually heard in her head what is the 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 demon. Right. Yeah. And she she comes. She finds a way to get out of the bedroom. Comes down, and. And Anna's like, just be telling the mom, hey, be quiet, be quiet. Because she doesn't want Lucy to know that she's helping the mom. Because I think at that point, too, Anna doesn't believe that Lucy killed the right people. Well, and there's even this part where, and I can't remember what what, uh, preceded it, but Lucy drills it into her head. She's like, do you see this face? This is the face I saw. Yeah. That tortured me every day. Do you smell that smell? I smelt that smell of blood and gore right. every single day. 
of just and even just the person like the scent that that person the, has. yeah yeah that's right that's right and she's like i know this i right. know what this, this is, is this is it and you and on it doesn't quite believe doesn't her quite even believe as much her. as she's helping her right. and like trying to help she does not quite believe right right because yeah. i think that was in the kitchen still it was, the, yeah. This was scene. earlier for sure, yeah. for sure. But it, it was yeah. like from but the, the get-go. Yeah. Is that basically that is is basically that Anna doesn't quite believe that Lucy killed the right people. Yeah, and so she's trying to save the mother. And she also doesn't quite believe that there is a monster chasing her around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and that she's trying to appease this monster by getting revenge. Right. Yeah. Um, which uh, just a side note: when the mom's eyes opened, I went horror again. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought too. I was, was like, a, oh was fuck! It's, it, was like, it's like, yeah. it was a great. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because I'm like exactly. alone watching this, like at fucking night. You know, I'm just like coming down from coming to high. high, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Um but, and so the mom's alive, and Anna plays it off really well because Lucy comes out and she just grabbing, I can't remember the the dad or not the dad, but the the son, Justin Bieber, and she plays it off really good, you know, like nope, you know, just clearing the bodies out. Yeah. And um when when Lucy finds the mom, this is where we really see our first brutality, our first sense of brutality. Which is a lot to say, considering what we've already said. <laughs> considering everything we've been through. But she goes full Leatherface. Yeah. Just with the sledgehammer. And just beats the woman over the head. Except for the, the difference being that you see yes. the just the brutality and bludgeoning of mm-hmm. head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's that one shot of her face going, you know, just that hit. Yeah, and then just like her hair matted with blood. Like, well, and the, and the it, sound design, Jesus, it's Ugh. just done so well. I mean, if you can say that about a, a bludgeoning with a sledgehammer, and again, you know, in the in the American remake, it's they she stabs her with a knife. Like it's not <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like uh, Psycho with Hitchcock on Exa- the staircase. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which and is a great even, movie, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't carry the weight that this does. <laughs> the weight, exactly. Yeah, um, and and that was that was pretty disturbing. And then Lucy kind of goes off, and she's scaring Anna, like she's swinging the sledgehammer around, like you 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 were trying to help her. Why were you trying to help her? Yeah, what are you doing? Because Anna still is really like, hey, you didn't kill the right people. No, yeah, this doesn't make and, any sense. And now you you are crazier than I thought. And as much as I love you, like you made a mistake. Right. That's I kind thought, of the the vibe of it. I was kind of getting I was like, "Oh shit, here's the end of the road for Anna." Right, right. I was kind of getting that vibe. I'm like, "Oh, here comes the swing." Boom. Right. Bye, Anna's Anna. end does come. It does. Not here though. No. But the important part <laughs> about this scene is she's swinging the sledgehammer around and she punctures a little hole in the wall. Yeah. And, and the sledgehammer kind of it sticks to the it sticks to it in the wall essentially right, or the, right. the air yeah. Um, but then uh, Anna's end does come very soon because um, the creature comes back, mm-hmm. and this she doesn't understand why the creature keeps coming back for her. And at this, and this is the point too where where we see Lucy. We see Lucy. Lucy yeah. Excuse me. Lucy. Yeah, we we see Lucy going crazy, and we hear and see the creature, the golem, the monster. And then it also they play it with inner cuts of not seeing the creature, the golem, the monster, right? And Lucy actually doing the physical abuse to herself, and now it's crystal clear crystal that it's clear. in her head. Yeah. And now it also kind of pushes the narrative for for Anna to go wait. She because Lucy starts banging her head against the wall. 
she grabs the it's a razor knife isn't it yeah it's like a to, to a, cut a, her. a straight edge a straight yeah. edge that's right a straight edge one of those old school yeah. straight edge she starts cutting her arms right. and wrists and you're like but we felt like that was the first time that anna had ever seen lucy no, actually physically right. do this to herself right 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 and that's she important. had seen the results of it mm-hmm. before but now she's physically in person seeing what's going on because they're very careful to cut away every time the monster was Right, right. Up yeah, to that it was point. actually done pretty well, but it was yeah. also you could tell that something's going on because yeah. Lucy was or Anna was not reacting how a person would react in those situations. Right, but you're right. Um, this is the point where my girlfriend kind of I was watching it on my phone, so I didn't have to subject the whole household to this movie. And <laughs> Which, can I say something real quick on that? I had to watch this film, Alan, in my office. With the computer screen turned <laughs> and the door locked, yes. or not even locked because it doesn't have a lock on it, uh-huh. and just the door closed with one headphone off to the side yep. and one so that in case a child or a wife walked in, right, right. I could do a pause and make sure they did because I didn't want my seven-year-old looking. Oh, of course at not. So anyway, alluding to what you're yeah. saying, like that was my circumstance right. for the film. So I well, know what you're talking about with the mobile device. And this is the point where my, my girlfriend, Jess, like she, I don't know if she heard me reacting or if she just kind of happened to look over, but this is the part where Lucy is just going to town on her arm and then she starts just splitting her wrist. This is a 10 second flash forward for me. Yeah. Oh, oh, this was, I could, yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't watch it. And I was like, well, <laughs> cause it's so real. The thing is like, it's not a thing of like, it's not Freddy Krueger with some no. thing right, that's like, right. and it's like where she's up uh, yeah, in the sky. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's totally, it's not, not that it's completely authentic, very authentic. And I had to do the flash forward. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, uh, actually she, uh, just was reacting to m- the sounds I was making because because you're over there. Oh she, my! Yeah, <laughs> she's used to me watching horror movies, and usually when you know something bloody or cool happens, I'm like, oh, whoa! But I guess the noises I was making were different because she goes, "I've never heard you made those noises before." And then she looked over, and it was just like just brutality, just just terrible. It, it, what he tends to do, what Pascal tends to do, is go on for too long. Yes. He's like, okay, I got it after one shot, but then I saw shot four, five, and six, and I'm like, I don't need to see the cuts anymore on the arm. Again, I I think... No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I think that he he seems to do it. It services the story. I really think it does, whereas like Eli Roth and Saw movies, I don't think those do. I think that's just gore for gore's sake. This is almost like... These characters have gone through hell, Yeah, and he's putting you in their position. And I know that's kind of a... It's no, like it real sense. time. It's, it's, a, fair, it's, it's a fair statement, though, for this movie. For, for this it movie. Is. It's a cop-out for a lot of film horror filmmakers, but I really think it's true in this one. Um, and then... Because Lucy, finally, now she succeeds in the suicide. Like, she had tried other attempts, but this one... And she runs outside, and she, she just takes uh, the knife or the razor, whatever it is. And again, this was very, very real. And she just split, just slits her neck, her throat, her throat, just straight up. And it was done. It was done real because it didn't, it, it didn't show the blood right away. It, it, it's just the cut. cut, and then the blood came cut later. away. Yeah, cut away to Anna. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and then cuts. And back. this is one of the few times where the music. I noticed the music because it really did serve. Because I don't think you know, I didn't notice the music the whole fucking time. This was this I really was didn't. a very important moment. Yeah, no, it's 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 important for a couple reasons, but back and also on the music, like I did notice that there were moments of horror type cues, 
Yes. There were cues of like the trope of like here's a little piece here and a little piece here. Right. This was not one of them. No. Mm-hmm. But but uh, there were moments of the jump scares and the little tactical mm-hmm. music placements. Right. But the one where uh, Lucy finally succeeds and cuts her throat with the razor knife is not one of those moments. But she 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 finally gets what she was searching for, which is to Absolutely. end it all. Absolutely. And well, and when I when I talk about the music, it was like a music build. It was mm-hmm. like a crescendo, and it was just it was a very kind of poignant moment, yeah. and it was. It was really sad. It was it, really sad. It's sad, and it also, once again, it does service the story in that Anna is like, okay, now she's witnessed all these things. I mean, in person, but then it cuts after we see Lucy take her life. Then you almost wonder in the story, where is this going now? Well, right, I, I, actually, could, I had paused at that point. I'm like, there's a fucking hour left over. Yes. Yeah, we like, still what got the hell? Minutes. What's yes. happening? <laughs> what could possibly happen now? Exactly. And then... The sledgehammer stuck in the wall. Now, here's where it becomes important. And here's where it really gets bad. <laughs> well, it gets... It, well, it gets... Because what happens is... Anna's sitting there going, what the Well, it's the next she's day. Also, it's the next day. So she brings her, her friend well, in. Well, hold on. Because before she does that... She, oh, no. You're right. You're yeah. the next day. You're right. I apologize. It's, yeah, she's on the couch with a blanket on right, her and everything. right. But she's had a shitty night. Well, and she's still not sure that these are the people. Like, she's all, not all a, this may yes. have happened for nothing. Exactly. exactly she's not yep. 100% sure. She feels bad for a friend, yeah, but she's, she's not even certain that she believes all the things that, that Lucy went through in the sense of who she killed the right people, well, et cetera. And, yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then that sledgehammer in the wall gives well, weight. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's one thing. Um, the first time I watched, she calls her mom. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I didn't quite understand what the point of that was. I thought it was going to come into play later. I did too. And so the did mom I. was going to find where Anna was and send authorities and right. save the day. I, see, I did. I did. That's see, what the I first thought. time I watched it. Um, but Pascal's not interested in no, going no, that direction. Not no. A, not at all. He made some choices. But uh, <laughs> it kind of makes a little bit of sense because, and it, obviously, her and her mother have a strained relationship. You assume she's the one who abused her, and that's why. Anna was in the institution yeah. Yeah. as a kid. Um, but it kind of also plays into that, you know, when you have just been through trauma, what do you want to do? You want to call your mom. Yeah. You know, like it, it, and the second time I watched it, I'm like, okay, now I kind of get it. But I thought it was going to service the story. I did too. And so it's a little out of place, but it also, I kind of get it. it could, we could have done without it though. It's a misdirection. It's a misdirection for because sure. I, for I, me, I thought I'm it thinking... was a breath. I think it was a needed breath. We good need, point. That's we, a good point. I think we yeah. needed that breath. You know what? That's a good point. It, it, as far as pacing, why we've been through hell. I thought yeah. it was a plot to structure it for the outcome later. Right. And so did I. But like you know, but like we hindsight said, it doesn't happen. Right. No, not at all. Because the sledgehammer <laughs> reveals something. Uh, it, she, she, Anna, finds the secret basement because the sledgehammer drops and it it's like disappears. A, like disappears. She's yeah. But she hears the. The depth, the depth and of the, the echoiness of the fall. Right. She's like, the hell? And so this is the mystery box. Like, okay, now that we know Lucy's dead and we thought, oh, the story might be over, it's still an hour left of torture. <laughs> so she finds the secret basement. The secret basement. Uh, and just that shot of, of the dark 
stairs going down is just terrifying. That's when I started, like, my butt started pinching, and I'm yeah, like, oh, shit. Like, just don't. Just now, what? don't. Now. Don't. Brandon's like, there. oh, we're playing prison rules. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was, I was sharpening my shiv. I'm getting all ready to go. And up to this point, it's been brutal, but it's is been- soap on a, is, is soap on a rope? Soap on a rope, yeah. <laughs> I got to lighten this up. I know, dude. It's getting so dark. Well, up to this point, it's been brutal, but it's been doable. Like, it's, you know, it's extreme, but it's been doable. We've kind of, we've been to those paths If you've watched a horror film or even a a dark type, you've kind of seen pieces to this already. Uh, But again, like, it happens so fast. There's still an hour left in the movie. Exactly. And I'm just like, that's what your brain is wrapping around that. I'm like... <laughs> the end. Roll find- credits. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> when Anna, when Anna finds that basement, the guilt starts. Yep. Mm-hmm. She starts to feel guilty because she starts to slowly realize that everything Lucy did was right. Yes. In the sense of the vindication of the murders. And, yes. And killing the family because it leads to the deeper, darker and, secrets of what's happening. And I assume she knows right away, too. She knows well, right away because she even says in a well, line somewhere yeah. there, she says, forgive me. She's talking That's to right. her friend. That's right. That's so right. So she's like, oh, shit. And well, then, when she's going by the murder uh, movie posters, you know. Yes. Whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. The murder movie. That's that the lightest very, way to say yeah, it that's, because it's a bunch of images but, of tortured but just but it's like they're like marquees though. I mean, they look like that's they look like movie posters. Great, and I I know, but when you say movie poster, you think oh fun. Little kids want right. to see movie posters. No, nobody wants no, to see no. what's on these movie posters. Not at all. And Murder movie posters. This is, yeah. um, <laughs> this is the point where it really becomes an exercise in endurance. It's 100%. one of those movies. This, and I keep saying this. This at this point, this hour probably got condensed to thirty minutes. In my skip forward motion. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it, and I, it's very understandable. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it, it, and you just can feel it. Like this is literally, we're going through the threshold here. This is this is a whole new movie essentially. Because I started going, okay, we got some eyes wide shut shit going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's got it got worse than it, eyes it, wide it's, shut. It's just like, it, it, and but you're right. She's walking past these big posters that they do look like they're in marquees, like you see outside the theater. It's bizarre, and it's just grotesque images of people dying and being tortured or what we find out to be yeah near death near death yes they're not quite i figured but they one was a dead. severed head right well i had a no, cut across the neck i, but I feel like i thought it was in, a severed head no, but i don't know i, I think and i was, was like i don't know blanket. how that's alive well this becomes a concept for those listening this becomes a concept later which is the near death thing yes exactly but they're walking she's walking by this <laughs> Murder movie posters. Murder movie. I can't torture even movie post. Tor- movie torture marquees. Yeah. Movie it, death marquees. Just horrific stuff. And um, then she finds a room. Yeah. And she finds something in the room. And you know what? We should say this. This is this is actually before we go here. I think we need to explain what the creature was. Yeah. Because go ahead. Go the, ahead. So Lucy's creature. When Lucy escaped, and there was a flashback, and it showed how she escaped, mm-hmm. and basically the the mom like broke her ankle. She took her out of her chains, took Lucy out of her chains, and she kind of she she tripped on on the the little thing that holds the chain in the cement. She falls and is broke quote her unquote ankle. injured, right? And so Lucy starts running out, but on the way out, she sees another another girl there, another victim. 
the creature is her memory of this girl, and it's ba- it is not basically it is her guilt for not getting her out as well. Right, and it is literally the woman we see in the flashbacks. Exactly, the, you know, go- I call it the Gollum. Exactly, because right? that's literally what she looks like: skinny, definitely. Totally. She looks like Gollum from Lord. Of- totally, but, right. but creepier. And she crawls around like the the chick from the Grudge. Yes, it, well, yeah, and. It, the but it's her s- guilt. It's her conscience yeah. building on her in her head about not helping this woman right. later on once she was able to escape. But it is a little right. bit more that we find out later that, that these victims all are seeing things. Mm-hmm. They're seeing things that aren't there. They're it's hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And it's also that. So it's a, an actual hallucination manifested from her guilt. So, And the tie-in now becomes Anna sees she, she in the basement when she goes past the movie poster marquees of death. She runs into. She sees a girl. Well, we, fir- we first. Here's a lo- another important point for the viewer, not necessarily Anna's POV, but we see that it's the same setup that we've been seeing in the flashbacks the whole time, like the chair with the hole, and that's to the viewer like, oh fuck, she needs to get the hell out of there. Right. But she doesn't know that. Right. Exactly. And that's where I started getting like, oh shit. Right. That this is. This it- is. 2.0 this, you know we've, we've just stumbled into some bad bad yeah. shit right now it's scary yeah and it's this girl who's just just like the creature very uh, emaciated close to death and on her head oh my god <laughs> is a steel plate that is well, it, steel staples into her scalp and also a, a steel visor basically stapled to her face so she can see nothing it's dark and it is one of the I mean, I I don't know how you even think of something yeah. this terrible. And also, well, she has razor cuts all all over her. It's Not like just it's like almost like a texture. Two. It's like a texture. Of, it is. It, there's so many. Her skin is. Ba- it's yeah. It's like it's textured with with. I mean, she's naked, but you can't almost tell because it's like it, it's so, so scarred. It's so almost, scarred. The human brain almost can't even understand what we're looking at. Yeah. Essentially, it's so it's so disturbing, and this is when it's like, oh my. god. God, get her to a hospital. But she doesn't do that. No. She doesn't do that at all. She, she tries brings to help, her upstairs. She tries to help her on her own. And meanwhile, yeah, she brings her upstairs, still inside this, this family's house. Like, yeah. they, they haven't left. They're still there. She. Felt- I got to say, if I'm Anna, even yeah. though there's someone there, I go tell somebody. Absolutely. I'm out of that house. Well, she get even said there. something. She even said, like, I can't help you. She says that to her. That's right. She does. She says, she does. I, can't "I can't help, help you. you." But then she like Google's WebMD and starts ripping <laughs> shit out of her goddamn skull. Like <laughs> she's trying to take the visor, right? The embedded skull visor off her face so she can see. And she Again, starts so realistic. Screw, she's a flat end screwdriver and starts popping, popping the staples. Rivets. staples. I don't even want to call them staples because that doesn't out accurately describe it. Yeah, and just the blood comes out. And then this is the part where. This is the this is the part I had the hardest time with. Well, that's a Gabe FF right there. Was it? So yeah. did oh, you yeah. see when she actually pulled the whole? I saw one staple get removed, and then an FF happened for about two minutes. <laughs> okay, so you didn't see? Did you? Did you I, watch? I watched the, the whole thing. Yes, I watched it entire. And it was done. It was very quickly, so it wasn't like when gratuitous. She actually, yeah. But she pulls the whole thing off the the thing going across her head and the visor, and it just the skin is sticking to it. And yeah, it's there's like, gooey. like it's. Oh, and it was, it was, was this was yeah, the was, part I had you could a really tell hard was, time with. They did a, they did by thinking it was on there for years. Yes. And just because it was just. It was kind of molding to like her, her head. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Well. That was very hard to watch. And, and whoever played this poor Gollum. girl was, did an amazing job because I believed every ounce of pain that she was feeling. 
Yeah, once again, it goes back to the acting. A lot of this, you man, just really exceptional acting. If you don't have the actors portray such mm-hmm. authenticity and realness, and it's then so it's not as believable. I mean, again, just had an experience of working on a, a B, B-movie horror, two of them, just this uh, past few months, and and being in that space and trying to get them to that space when you've got, I mean, you forget we don't forget because we're filmmakers, but you forget as an, an audience member, there's a sound guy there. There's a gaffer there. There's, there's, there's an entire crew huddled around this scene and you are trying to put yourself, be isolated. And it, just, again, getting me props to these actors where they're not, they're not there. They're in a set and they're just, well, I don't know. They it's, did it's such incredible. a good job that, even, you know, people like us, we know how the sausage is made. Like, we've been on set. Yeah. I still forgot about all that stuff. Like, yeah, it yeah just, so did I. It felt to be straight honest. up that it was just... This, this is hindsight I'm, I'm talking oh, about. But in oh, the moment... obviously. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in the moment, absolutely And not. as an actor, I don't know how you do that with all Two those... Two letters. F. F. <laughs> F. F. Fast forward. Ten second. Ten second fast forward. I think that it's F, about... F, F, F. Fuck, fast yeah, forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an F, F, F. <laughs> It's a triple F right there. That was a triple F. That was a triple F for me because this scene's brutal. But she ends up basically pulling off this headgear. <laughs> yes. And then tries to help this this girl who's obviously completely gone. Right. She's not. She she can't ever live a life. She's not a human. Like, I, yeah, I know that sounds. She's, it's a weird, it's, She's not human. She's had all her humanity stripped away from her. Yeah. And for you years. find out why later on. But it's it, it's terrible. And then. Uh, but she's dealing with she's seeing things similar to what Lucy is. She's dealing with inner well, demons because that leads to us seeing her. She is slicing up her. Just ar- she's not slicing it up. up. She's trying to do sever her Chop arm. Her arm off with a, a butcher knife. Yeah. And Anna kind of s- comes into the room and sees her doing this and tries to stop her, and she just she goes crazy. This, this is another triple F. Yeah, it was bad. I'm going through. I, I mean, can't this watch is, her sever her arm. Or, or as her soon as we arm. find this girl, it just gets it gets bad. It's like a whole it's a whole other level here. Well, here's the thing: is like it you're you're trying to grasp like because you know that this person she's so far gone that all of this help is is irrelevant. She doesn't know where she's at. Mm, right, she thinks right. it's there's a no, delusion. There's nothing. I mean, she threw the towel back over her eyes right as soon as it came up because she was put her back into blind, darkness. Put her right. back in the darkness where she's comfortable. I mean, all of this is just—it's irrelevant to this person. Yeah, like there's nothing that can be. I done. was waiting for Anna just to like whip out, find the, the shotgun, shotgun, and put this poor woman out of her misery, or just leave and go get the fucking authority. Yeah, Let's exactly, end the movie. Exactly. Also, that. Exactly. Why are we not getting the cops? <laughs> Well, okay. What the hell's going that, on here? That leads into the right into the next part of this. Well, it's the very next thing. One thing I will say real quick is this whole time you don't know what's going on. We don't no. know why this is happening. The mystery box is still present. But oh, very I have much. No so. idea what's happening. But it's almost to the point now where I don't really care because it's so <laughs> rough. Like I just want to get it over with. That's why I say just find the cops and end the movie. Exactly. But but it is so we're just as confused as Anna is at this. And point. then the men in black come. And then the well. I and thought it was the cops so because the, of the phone call. Right, right. And the lady's freaking out, and uh, and she's well, she standing, left the phone off the hook. She when she took when she called her mom, she, she left the, the phone off the hook. Yeah. Right. So I figured Trace. And right. exactly, that's what I thought too. And then the girl is standing over Anna, and it looks like she's going to start chopping her up, and then bam, bullet bullet hole to the head. 
and that girl's dead. Out of fucking Drop nowhere. Dead. Out of out of nowhere. The girl that Anna finds yeah. is now gone. The visor chick is is dead now. Yeah. Mercifully. I was like, thank Gollum God. Number yeah. two, that's actually real. Right. Is now dead. Mercifully. Gee, that's true. And two. then <laughs> we enter movie number three, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the man in black. Yeah, exactly. And this is like a these people are like a well-oiled machine. They're like special ops, man. They like they know how to clear the house. They know what they're doing. They're taking bodies out. They're they're uh, emotionless. Emotionless, which is also nothing. really great. Exactly, acting. exactly. And they, I think they slap Anna a couple times. They take her down into the basement, and they put up two chairs, and they sit her down in one. And then here comes Mademoiselle. Mm-hmm. And scary as fuck. Too. She's so scary. She's so scary. Old raunchy lady. Just an old raunchy lady. It's, it's like it's like the woman from Goonies, but like actually scary. But on acid. But yes. on acid. Yes. Like, she just, I mean, her facial features, everything. Just you. Just she screams evil. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, ooh. And she was a scary. Anyway, she was terrifying. She was terrifying. And she sits down and she kind of and here's where we get answers. We finally get some answers to what's going on. I, I can't really relay it as well as they do. But she shows her the pictures that she's seen mm-hmm. on the posters and basically saying, look at the eyes. Yeah. These people are, are on the verge of death and look at their eyes. They're, they're, they're seeing all pointing something. Up. Yes, of- they're all pointing up. And she's. I think she she called it transcendence. If I transfiguration, transfiguration, which is relative to, it's a it's a religious it's a religious concept of being transfigured into the the holiness beyond death. See, okay, I didn't. I I I went sainthood for some reason. No, that's that's right. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a religious symbolism of like you're you're being transfigured. Like the concept was, and I don't know all the depth and detail, so don't quote me but it's there's you know christ was transfigured jesus christ was transfigured into another because of the because of the pain and the death of torture of dying so that element's there he's playing into that element at least in the writing of the script for sure for sure and it's uh basically what what mademoiselle tells anna is that they have found that women are the younger women are more predisposed i guess to being transfigured that that there are um you get you get you you experience so much suffering and so much torture that you're able to see past this world into the next life yeah because the concept and here's the noun of transfiguration the actual definition and you talk about the religious symbolism of jesus christ and it does have to deal with that and it says a complete change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state so it's moving on into that potentiality of whatever lies beyond death. Right, right. So basically, what they're trying to do is they're they're capturing these young girls and they're making them suffer and they're torturing, they're torturing them. them to get to that point of transfiguration. Exactly. They're trying to find out what happens after you die. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's it. And this is where it got interesting to me in the sense that it brought some meaning, at least to, I mean. The last 30 minutes of this film, I literally FF'd through yeah, a ton for of sure. it. Because once they get Anna down into the basement and they start the torturing, there's literally 20 minutes of just watching pure torture porn. Right. That's, yeah. that, it's just beating the shit out of her. You know what I mean? Right, At that right. point, the FF was on full control. And you feel like I ended up, this is where I ended up FFing as well, is 
when it because it, it goes through several cycles like you see that repetitive did you ff or did you fff Mine wasn't an <laughs> FFF. It was more of a kind of like, okay, I get it. Right. Well, That's how I felt. It yeah. wasn't get it. Okay, we're moving on after 20 minutes of time. Yeah. Right. So they put her in this little pit. I mean, it's not a pit. It's like a very tech-looking room. But you know they're coming down because the ladder drops. And then you know they're coming down. Yeah. They're going to feed her. And when she spits it out, they're going to slap her. And then they're going to beat the shit out of her. They're going to yeah. take her off chains, give her that slight little hope of possibly right, right. making it to the ladder. But it ain't happened because there's a brute there who's just right. ready to beat the shit out exactly. of him. Exactly. Which is part of the suffering. Yeah. Is making her think that maybe she can escape. But And then the haircut. So it was, when did I start to fast forward? I, I fast forwarded to when she became, when they shaved off all her head. Like I, yeah. I watched the cutting of the hair. Then it's like, I get it. And then it yeah. did a couple of those. I'm like, okay, I get it. Which again, this is the part where they just treat them like animals. Yeah. It's, it's a little dead mouse to play with. You know, I was, it's. I was trying to decide, like, is she is she going to be somehow different from uh, Lucy? Right. Like, I was I was waiting for like, I mean, because they weren't planning on finding Anna. She was just a bonus. Right. Like, right, oh exactly. sweet. Well, right. this one's dead. Let's try this let's one. Try this I mean, one. It, there was no plan there. That was just happenstance. Exactly. So and, I was like, well, and and there's something about forcing her to eat that food that was just ugh. Just, it, it was like this yellow porridge. I don't know what it was about that, but to me that was curry. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it was bad, but well, when she'd go to spit it out, they'd just slap her. Yeah, and then she'd spit it out, and they'd just slap her, and then she'd spit it out, and they just—it's like rinse, wash, repeat. Exactly. Yeah. Rinse, wash, and you're like, oh my god. And this, over this is going to sound weird, but compared to what I imagine the visor chick went through up to this point, Anna's kind of had it easier. Yeah. I feel like this is well, and and, and, <laughs> she's and just getting punched. Mademoiselle even said that like we've refined the process, the process, right, and right, we're, right. we're we're we're, we're light years, and we we've we've, yeah. we've we figured out the shortcut, the shortcut right. to get to the transfiguration. And there isn't that interesting moment that the the one lady right before they go into the next the final scene, stage, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, um, no pun intended on that one, but. She she says she's almost excited for her. Definitely. She's she's Definitely. she's like, you know what? You're almost there. Like she feels like well, she's gonna be like she almost feels like she's gonna be the one well, in a it, weird way. That's kind of where I got. At one point, she because Mademoiselle tells her that everyone every one of these girls started seeing things. So Lucy was seeing the creature. Yeah. Uh, the the visor chick was seeing cockroaches, cockroaches on her arm, and she said she would rather cut her arm off than have to suffer that. Yeah. And Anna is starting to talk to Lucy, and she's starting to communicate oh, right. with Lucy. And Lucy's kind of talking her through this, like you just you got to give in, you just have to give in. And then once she gives in, it gets easier. Like they stop slapping her when she eats the food because she just eats it. And then Lucy says, "You're almost done." There's just one more stage you got to go through. That was Lucy. That was Lucy. She's talking. She's a, she's hearing and feeling Lucy's. Oh, I thought it was one of the no, worker. That, yeah, no, it's Lucy. Lucy. That was yeah. Lucy. Oh, there is a moment later where that. the worker comes down and talks to her. One of the workers does right. say that to okay, her. Okay, that's yeah. okay. So, but there's a right. before that. It's actually in her head. At least in my thought was when I was watching it that it's Lucy talking her through some of these yeah. things right. that are going on. And then the shot. When, when she says there's one more stage and the shot where it's just you see the doors with the windows and the, the windows light up. Yeah. And we kind of slowly push into the doors 
and you hear machinery or something going on, and it's like, oh my god, what the fuck else can they possibly yeah. what are they, do? Yeah. What can they possibly do? See, I, I was hoping that was the the slight light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, maybe she's there <laughs> and she's oh, good no. now. Oh no. no, no. After watching 20, 25 minutes of torture, that's all it is. It's a montage, yep. 20 minutes plus of torture. That goes on for we don't know how long. Right. Could be months, could be could, years. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, right. We don't know. In time and space, we don't know. But then it leads to this scene that you're speaking of. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alan. Bring <laughs> us into the last. It's like your goddamn fault. You fucking tell them what happened. Bring us into the culminating factor of what this movie is. And before we get into this, I just want to uh, let everybody know we're going to be talking about Caddyshack next week. So if you want a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Join us oh, for that one. I, by the way, I did. Oh, we'll talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say I did that intentionally. Once you in the thread said, yeah. "Hey, this is tough." I go. Let's go, Caddyshack. We'll go, Caddyshack. We're gonna get a laugh. Um, <sighs> they they bring her in and they put her. They strap her to this machine and they kind of. It, it's a machine that flips her around. So her her um. She's only really supported like by her head and her yeah. and her arms and, and her arms maybe and her waist. She's so she's suspended in the air essentially, and they flip her around so her back's facing the ceiling and her front is facing the floor and they start they don't show it mercifully mercifully but they they start cutting her skin off like they're all her all of her skin she's getting filleted she's getting filleted except her immediate face her face her face is the only skin she has left. And I am really glad they didn't show that. Me too. Because that would have been a triple FF. Yeah, that would have been a triple too. F. I Fucking almost wonder if, if Pascal had like a director's cut somewhere where and, and they're just and someone's just like, dude, what the fuck are you no. What no. No. This is enough. Because I mean it, it almost reminds me of Lars von Trier, where it's like, dude, you gotta stop, man. What are you there's no point. What are you doing here? Um Well her face was like so while she's ha- the she's so beyond pain like right. she wasn't didn't she, she didn't scream she right. doesn't she just she's kind of she let winces. it happen a little bit almost yeah. in a weird way but she's given in because yeah. Lucy told her you just have to give in right. and this is it and you're almost done and <laughs> um this is as a filmmaker this is the part where I don't know how they did that I don't know how they had like cuz you could see her face was raised up yeah. from the rest of the body once the skin is all filleted off. Which you've got to hand the props that. to the their makeup and makeup. special effects. Because that looked fucking real. It looked so real. It looked really good. There's got to be some kind of bodysuit with different prosthetics to, you know. Got to be. It, but it was done. Because her face didn't look like it had anything on it. It no, looked no. absolutely correct. No. not a, Yeah. And, and even when she's, I mean, she doesn't talk, but she whispers and you can. It just. It this came so out two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Could yeah. have had a little bit of digital help, maybe. 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 Um, but, but but it made it look um, unbelievably real. But then they they. Strapped. Can I also say, really, up to the last 30, 40 minutes, there's little to no dialogue. Yeah, there's like none. There's yeah. none. Uh, you do get a little glimpse of um, the torturers, and you see that they have they they respect her because the, the big brute comes upstairs, and and the uh, the woman. I don't know if it's his wife or his partner. You know, like she's still hanging in there, and he goes, "It's amazing." It's amazing. and that's it. Those, that's the only dialogue. Yeah, it's very little. So you're getting pulled through an emotional roller coaster with no dialogue to tell you tell you where to go. It's just through gruesome images and yeah, <laughs> and concepts of imagination. Well, because right after that, that's when we go back down to her, right, and we see the 
eye journey? Yeah. So so what happened is first they get her in, in a, a very Christ-like pose. They strap her to this thing. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, she, so she, okay, I get it. It's like she's on a cross, essentially. And and when when we follow the brood upstairs and he says it's amazing and he goes and he's trying to wash blood off. Like you can see he's a little horrified. Yeah. Oh, it's on his neck. Yeah. yeah. And you can see he's a little horrified by it. It's almost like, oh, God, because he took a shower after and didn't get it all. But then he hears his partner woman scream. And he runs out and he's like, what's, what's up? And, and she goes, I've never seen an expression like this before. Like, she's done it. She's done it. Yeah. And they bring in Mademoiselle and she, you know, Anna is still alive and she whispers something to Mademoiselle. And then you see the whole gathering of, I, I guess you call it a cult. Yeah. She whispers this inaudible phrase. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. But basically, Mademoiselle says, what did you see? Um... But you know what? Let me let me back up a second. You're right. So after she says, I've never seen, after the, the, the woman torturer says, I've never seen an expression like it, uh, then we cut to Anna, and it goes into her eye, and you're seeing lights and clouds and stuff like that. Like and a tunnel zooms, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then it zooms out of her eye, and that's kind of how you know she's seen the other side. While yeah. she's hanging there in the Christ-like pose exactly. of being filleted with nothing but her face left. And she's got the look that all those other people had on their faces when they were close to death. Yeah. And so basically this cult has been trying to create these martyrs to tell them what's on the other side. And they have tried and tried and tried, and they've only had one other person reach transfiguration, but they did not relay what they saw. Right. Anna is the very first to relay what she's seen. Yeah. And so they gather up the cult. Because she relays it to the Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle. They gather up the cult, and then you have a uh, Etienne, I think is the character's name. He he addresses the entire cult, and they're a bunch of old people. They're all close to death. You can tell they want to know what's going on on the other it's side. A eyes wide totally. shut society. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. And he bunch says, of "Old white people." <laughs> exactly. And he gives a little exposition. You know, like we've we've tried this, and you know, we haven't. You know, only one other person has actually been a martyr, and but we actually have. So one that has relayed what has happened and they pay respects to Anna because they do, you know, yeah. she sacrificed everything for these people. And yeah. she said, Mademoiselle is going to be down here in a minute to explain what she was told about the other side. And important to also note, um, she's no longer communicating. Yeah. She, no, yeah. Anna's a, no longer. Uh, yeah. She was in that state for two hours. I think they said a little over, a little over two hours. And then, um, now she's not communicating. She's still alive though. As far as we know, she's still alive. And Etienne goes upstairs and he knocks on a door and says, Mademoiselle, are you ready? Everyone's here. And she's pulling off her eyelashes. She's like de- she's like ungetting ready. Yes. To, it's to- very ceremonious. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like she's she has doing a little bit her of fake wa- fake eyelid or fake eyelashes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a wig ex- her wig. She takes off. And like she's getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Like almost. Right. Yeah. Well, like- she tells Etienne, she says, I'll be right there. And as he's and he's he's making sure he's like, so she told you like she she relayed it and she said, yes, is it was it clear? And she goes, it's very clear. And then he so he's getting all excited. He's starting to walk away from the door. And she says, Etienne, do you have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered about the afterlife? Like, I know that he's wondered, but like, do you have you had you? What do you think it is? Yes. Is essentially what she's asking. Yeah. Him. And he says something to the effect of, I, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea. And she pulls out a gun from her purse and she just says to him, keep doubting. Sticks the gun in her mouth, pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. We never find out what was relayed. 
We never found out. We never under, find out why was she so excited to get to the afterlife? Was she? Did she realize that she's going to hell for what she's done? Do we realize that her work is done? So she's got to end it all? Like, we don't know. It's very comparable to what life is, which is we don't know. And the question will keep moving forward. We don't have an understanding. Right. Even Whether it doesn't matter if you're religious or not, the concept is it's going to leave at the same point it started, which is there's no real mm-hmm. knowledge beyond what, you know? And so... I, and, and the way they end it, so they go back to... Because it doesn't end there. It doesn't ends, quite end there. It doesn't quite end there. And it goes back to Anna, who's still in the Jesus position. and No, now she's in a tank. She's in a oh, she's in a tank. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Water, that's right. That's right. Almost preservation-like. But it was really interesting. Did you watch the whole end credits? Uh, yeah. I thought that was almost the more powerful part of the ending. With Just the, with, with the footage of the, the two girls. Young Anna, young young Anna, Anna and young, young Lucy playing Because you kind of like... Right. God. It's sad. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very sad. Um, it, in regards to the ending, though, that, that whole idea of keep doubting, that's the line I can't get. Like, I can... Because that can go so many ways. It can go so many ways. Like, why... It, it, does that mean keep martyring people? And here's the other thing is there might be a slight loss in translation between French and English. Could be. There, there, there could be a word, because this happens That's in language all the That's time, is that there's a word that means that, but not quite that. Right. That and could be. So I, yeah, I, but I, I don't think that's it. I get, I mean, I get what you're saying. saying. It's like, yeah, absolutely. It seems like they're... Because that could... I think Pascal's so many, a nihilist. Yeah. At least he was when he wrote the film. <laughs> well, and he's, just, he's just saying there does none of it means anything, and y'all are, can interpret it how you want. Well, I don't know it, how much research you did, but he wrote this movie while he was... In During, a deep yeah. depression. Yeah, I did see that portion of it where he confessed that he wrote the screenplay while he was in clinical depression, bordering on suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Um, and and so that I I I I think that's part of it. I think he's just that nihilistic viewpoint. I do agree with that. I think he's just like, look, we I led you through this narrative mm-hmm. of complete darkness and torture and it what i do like about it from a storytelling perspective at least he has a meaning behind all the shit that's going on absolutely yeah there's something there like a lot of times in an exploitation film it's just blood for blood's sake and that's fine too in a certain movie but i did like that he gave a substance to it but then left it he did leave it high and dry and he's just basically saying existentially hey I don't know. Well, you look, <laughs> you look at movies like, and I hate to go keep going back to this, but like Hostel. Like there's, yeah. that's gore. That's torture porn. There's not a whole lot redeeming. And people like that, and that's fine. Like that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's not a whole lot of redeeming stuff there. Cannibal Holocaust. There's nothing redeeming about that movie. Um, this is so rough, but there is something going on here. Well, yeah. you look, look at the, the title itself which is the same word in several languages, by mm-hmm. the way. To me, what they did to them doesn't really mean martyrdom. No, in fact, and the definition you know they saying? give, it, it ends on a, on a definition of martyr, and it was yeah. not how we no. understand it. Now, this would be something that you were alluding to earlier. Yes. Where the, 
the translations get. Well, that's kind of what, yeah, I'm saying. So it, it's, it's interesting that that's what was the title of the film, but as we understand I mean, martyr, it's, it's someone who dies in the cause of something that they've done themselves. Right, right. I mean, she right. was just a victim. Exactly. She didn't do anything to be a martyr. No, as I understand the word, not so, at all. so it's like, and, and it, not only that, but they they don't refer to all their victims as martyrs. It's only the ones that are transfigured. But did, they're the only ones who are martyrs. This just came to my mind, though. Is if is the fact that she finally relented and gave in? Is that enough Maybe, of an act? That might be to because does she un, does she ever understand why she's going through this? That's the question. I don't think she does. I don't think she does either. It doesn't feel like it. But no. I, I mean, she... she Unless I, that... They explained it to her, and I think maybe that is that helped her let go, finally. Maybe. And finally give up, but um, so, I don't think she truly understands the depravity no. of, these, of these people. But there is a definition here that you could read that we could relate directly to the title and to Anna's character, which is a person who is put to death or endures great suffering on behalf of any belief, principle, or cause. Yeah. So in that case, it's directly applicable to her as a character. So that definition doesn't necessarily make it the person who's because being killed. This, these are the definite because the other one is the person who willingly suffers death. Right. But also in the definition that I'm reading here, and I guess there's variants of the definition. One is a person who is put to death or endures great suffering on behalf of any belief. Interesting. So in that case, it, in would, that case, it, would, it, apply. it would apply. But in the case you're talking about, which is the other definition, yeah, it doesn't quite apply. Which I think is the more commonly it would seem held yeah, definition. For sure. For sure. So, uh, so what are we saying about this movie, Alan? What the I, fuck? I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's... I don't... I, I struggle with this movie because... And I, I've been... And I thank knew you for bringing us to it. We're going to give it a rating, but I don't know how to rate this thing. I don't think it's... What I what I do agree with, like, it's not... You know, we were talking about... You are talking about Hostel and some of those other movies. This film is not just about, like, sadistic gratification. No. Now, it's there, and there's some real... We've, we've already talked about it, but you're right. I think this film has... It's not just about that gratification. Right. You know? Uh, well, like, Hostel... The story behind Hostel was it, it's just a bunch of... Uh, people in Europe who are paying to torture Americans because they hate Americans. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Th I mean, that's it's dumb yeah. and it's fine, but this is not about that. This is about something much deeper. And the mystery is actually really good. That what That's kind of what keeps you engaged is that... Well, I was just saying at the very beginning of the cast, of like there, it was engaging. You wanted to find out. Yes. It's, it's almost like a small trilogy all crammed into an hour and a half. Right. Well, what he does well, as much as I probably won't, recommend this for people to watch or at least select it takes a certain type of person to want uh -huh. to watch this film but i think what he does do as a filmmaker well is that emotionally of course it's there and it's also the message is displayed in how he executes the story so in other words what i mean by that is he has a message of you could call it existentialism or whatever it is about going to a point and then suffering so much and then coming to an end. And that's literally the message of the film. The through line there for me, at least as I watch it, is like I'm going through all this torture and pain and emotionality and feeling all this stuff. And then it kind of ends like we discussed and there's uncertainty. And the message of is in that sense is clear and he definitely 
dives into that and is not afraid to convey that message to the images and the way that he displays the torture. For sure. I mean, you would think that if you go through something as traumatic as this, that there would be, you would get something out of it, mm-hmm. that there'd be a definite answer. But that's why he's, he's exactly. saying that thing, even though he's not giving us a resolute position at right, the end, right. he's taking us through that journey and then saying, huh, that's what it is. You don't get to know. You don't get to know, yeah. but you felt it all. You went through right, the pain, right. you went through the torture, and now you got to discover it for yourself which is the only way that we'll all ever discover what right. that means to die and get into that position of ordinary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as a filmmaker, like he's pretty spot on and taking you through that journey. I think so too. I think he did a great job. I guess my, my final question to you guys, and then we can start getting into the, the final segment here is <laughs> obviously I, I'm assuming you guys don't want to watch it again. <laughs> If someone I'm, paid me, I'd watch it again. If someone paid you. <laughs> <laughs> I own it now on Amazon yeah, yeah. because I bought it because that's the only way you can get it. Because, by the way, like I mentioned, it's not available on DVD distribution in the United States. Yep. You can rent it on iTunes, which is what I did. iTunes, it's rentable. $4. Um, that's what I did. I, I have, I'll probably delete it from my Amazon account. Can okay. I do that? Can I call Amazon and say, <laughs> remove this movie from my Amazon account? Probably get a refund. So <laughs> and that's not even we'll get in the ratings. That's not about. It's just I don't need to see it again. Right. Oh well, no, absolutely. So so I guess my question is, are you glad you saw it? It's a tough question. Brandon, uh, you're up first on that answer. Oh, Jesus. Um, was it worth here, it? Here's the thing. Every every film, there's something for me to take from it. It. Any film that breaks boundaries, any film that goes in directions that I definitely would never go, I have to give props to. Mm-hmm. And I have to give props to the creativity, albeit a warped one, but the creativity of the writer and the filmmaker and taking it places where I was questioning, I was engaged, I wanted to know what happened. I still entirely clear what happened, to be honest, but at least... I, there was closure. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, am I glad I watched it? Sure. Was it but worth it? Was it, it worth, was worth that, it. that hellish journey? It was worth $4. <laughs> it was worth $4. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree. I, mean, yes. I think I'm going to just piggyback off what Brandon said. I don't think the film... What's interesting, though, is like we talked about those other comparable type of films like Hostel and things like that. Uh, this doesn't... For me, I mean, that's a good way for people to predicate their decision whether to watch the film or not. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But, like, I think the film doesn't exist in a vacuum. This is a very singular piece of torturous artwork. Yeah. Uh, Finish your thought. I'm going to say something you're going to yell at me for. And that's really all I was going to say is that it's not for the faint of heart. It's not a movie that I'm going to watch continually. It's not one of my all-time favorites. But it's not... It, you can't, I mean, we've used Hostel in those type of movies, but it's not in a vacuum of that. It's its own mm, thing no. separated from that. So um, it's for a certain group of people that can, that have no filter and that are okay with watching films like Brandon mentioned, where you want to push yourself to see what wheelhouse you might not be part of otherwise. So, so here's a statement that you're going to be angry Go about. Ahead. I would... It is very singular, but I would categorize another movie that we've actually watched on this very podcast as a similar feeling type movie for me, and that would be Mother. 
<laughs> because of of the emotion of wanting no, to know what happened and the journey and going in places where I didn't think it was going to go. I, fu- I think there's no similarities. The yeah. only difference for me, no, there are okay. similarities, but the only difference is that mother has an agenda. Gabe has, loves mother. Loves mother. <laughs> it's his favorite Everybody movie. listening. Top for, 10 all time. Go back into the catalog. <laughs> episode four. Mother. Of the Tame Aperture podcast. That's a good recollection. You, you even know what episode Oh, I was. remember. <laughs> Never Darren watched Aronofsky. the movie Mother. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because like I get where you're going artistically, and I even said that in the podcast, which was Aronofsky as an artist is great, but there's a subtextual message in Mother that he's pushing that you're not getting pushed on here in, in, in this film. And I would agree with that. I And so that's the difference for that's me. That's the difference. The similarities of, of just the of a movie exploratory you filmmaking and going places where yeah. I... And also, yeah. even more, I would... And, and, and a movie you don't need to watch, by the way. Never watch Mother. <laughs> you can watch the... I would say that's a good comparable. Because yeah. you could... I'd say it's okay if you're a certain wheelhouse and you're okay with like this kind... Watch Martyrs. Mm-hmm. Never watch Mother. It's a waste of fucking $35 million. <laughs> uh, I may have mentioned that it was going to get him riled up. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. I wrong? You could see it kind of building. Like... <laughs> At first, he wanted to understand I'm not even where you're up. coming from. I'm just being honest. <laughs> you're just speaking truth, man. I mean, I'm just spitting truth it. here. Just, just truth, truth is, never spent... So I spent $10 on martyrs, and I go, okay, I don't feel bad about that $10. Mm-hmm. If I had spent $10 on mother, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have fucking shot myself with the shotgun. <laughs> so so last, anyway, that's... that's uh, yeah. The last but, thing yeah. I'll say... There's some exploratory <laughs> elements that I get what you're saying. Okay. Never thing, watch Mother. The last thing I'll say before I, I give my uh, my review my rating is um, it, it's a little bit tough because it, if you're one of those people who wants to test yourself, I'm not sure this is the right movie for that. It is with the brutality, but it's not. You, you're not going to be testing yourself like you would with Cannibal Holocaust. Like D- Cannibal test yourself Hol- in, in which way? Well, there's there are a lot of people out there who they want to see. It's an endurance test. Like they want to watch. Mm extreme cinema they want to watch extreme things to see how much you can handle yeah go watch a serbian film go watch cannibal holocaust uh this you this centipede this is human centipede those good god that was awful yeah um this is you can definitely do that but you're going to get more out if you're just looking for a cheap thrill this there's there's more to this like it's this is not a cheap thrill it's not a cheap thrill Mm -hmm. there's something going on and it's almost like i i'm too i'm almost I can't get past the violence enough to really dissect the movie, if that it's, makes any sense. It's weird. To, to me, it's not really the, the... I mean, it's violent, but it's not It's not that kind of violence. Right, right. It, when it's you, it's when a you, different type of violence. When you think of violence, you're not thinking of what's happening no, here. No. Right, I mean, right. you, you, it, it's almost deliberate in a weird way that it. you almost accept it. Right, it, it's, right. It's super weird. Like, it's just not... Like it's not like a saw. By, I mean, we keep going back to that comparison, but it's like, but it's to me that's violent. Right. This was methodical, and yes, it was violent. Of course, it's, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was just a different type of violence. Well, and when you think of, of violence, you think of like we talked about Bone Tomahawk. There's one scene there that makes that movie disturbing, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like it's one big crescendo of violence, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually what you think of when you think of these movies. Th- this one is just. 
relentless throughout. Like it's it, psychologically relentless. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, we're talking about, once again, I think it has a bit more subtextual and artistic merit than Hostel or Mother. Like for me, it has more merit to it artistically in the meaning of what he's trying to do. Uh, but I don't, I don't think you need to watch it. Like if you're, yeah. like if you're not in that, in that, in that, uh, what's the the wheelhouse of people who are going to try to push them? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, but I don't think this, this is, is not, not for the f- mainstream faint of heart. Right, right. Uh, it's just we, and it's obvious based on this discussion. But like, it's just not for a group right. of certain people. No. See, I, mean, I mostly like I agree. the human centipede fans, and the t- I don't, I don't know that they would resonate with this type of film. To be yeah, honest, yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, I agree. It's they, almost they, too good for you know, exactly. Like, I, I'm sure they would appreciate it. They'd but, appreciate like the end, right? Right. They'd but, be like, "Ooh, cool," you know. But right. I, 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 yeah. yeah, it's not. They have a hard time getting to that point, though. If they had started with the skinned person, I would. It would have lost me. I would have been like, "Ugh, this is dumb." Well, again, it was like it's three different movies but rolled in a row. Builds yeah. and builds and builds, but. Uh, so I'm gonna give my rating. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's jump into the rating. I'm giving it a seven and a half staples to the head. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked it, and, and I, there are flaws in there, but I, like I said, it's it's tough to get past all the imagery to really think about them. Yeah. Uh, my rating is similar. I'm going about six point five, six and a half dead mice on the breakfast table. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just want the half mouse just I, there. I half did. Mouse, yeah. I did read a, a a quick review. One of these quick reviews on Google. This is what this person said on Google. Un- on Google reviews, undoubtedly one of the gr- uh, undoubtedly one of the most gruesome movies ever made. Thank God for the French that ha- that have the courage to make <laughs> that have the courage to get serious, but more importantly, a genuinely creative storyline with an amazing twist at the conclusion. So I actually agree with that in a lot of ways. So I would sum it up for me in, in, in that essence of like, there's something there that they're pushing boundaries. They're unafraid, unabashed of like trying something new with an artistic voice. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, but for me, I, I don't. I, I don't agree. There's, I don't think there's a single twist in this entire movie. I think there's reveals. Reveals. Well, the, the conclusion uh, I didn't. You didn't know what was happening at the end until no. Mademoiselle came in and told you what was happening. But that's not a twist. It is a twist because you had no fucking idea what was going to go on. I think. I, I think it's a different what, you a twist knew, and a reveal. You had no idea. I know that's a reveal. Yeah. So you had no idea. A twist. A twist is where you think something is going somewhere and then they twist you into it a different was, direction. Okay, but it, you could debate the wording. It, but it was a little twisty when they started I'll, filleting a person in, that I had no idea. I didn't think they were going to go that direction. It turned a lot, but I don't know if I call them a twist. I think I think you're right. I think you might be talking about two different things. That's true. I think I'm just talking about whatever this. Re- I'm, you're getting too caught up in the fucking word. <laughs> Fuck, Brandon. He's still pissed that you brought M- up mother. mother. Yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> Fucking A. Can we move on from this torture porn? Okay. Next podcast, Caddyshack. <laughs> I give it, I think artistically it's done well, and as a filmmaker it's done well. It's not my wheelhouse. I don't. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't really have a lot of reason to. Um, but I'd give it a 6 out of 10. All right. We're all kind yeah. of right in the middle. Do you have some trivia on this one, Alan? Uh, not really. More than what kind of what we discussed. Kind of already, yeah. uh, Pascal was in a deep depression when he wrote this, um, and he wanted to make he wanted to write a movie about pain. 
Well, I, I think he does that. I think he succeeded he did in that succeed. one, for sure. Here's some trivia. This is the first time probably Alan has ever had the highest rating of anyone That's in a room. good point. <laughs> well, I th- well, that's I, not surprising. Chainsaw. I, I had a higher rating for Chainsaw, too. Oh, okay. Uh, right. But that's my favorite movie. So, um, And then, uh, obviously, they did make a, an American remake, as you know we, we tend to do here in America. And it was watered down. If you want... It, it is essentially the same story. So if you want... To, to kind of see the story without all of this, mm-hmm. you know, all the difficult parts, def, you can go watch that. It's not as good, but it's I do like what they did with the relationship with the two girls. That was better. Um, but it's it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. And I think there is something about, we haven't really talked about this, but it, there is something about having it be in French that mm-hmm. and, and, and having to read their words. Mm-hmm. It, it's a whole different experience. For and sure. I, and I, I guess there's I, a, I like it. There's to a be dubbed honest. version too, and I don't think I could handle the dub. Oh version. God, no, no, fuck, not at all. That would be weird. Yeah, no. I don't like that. I don't like dub movies. No. Distributed by the Weinstein Company here in the United States, which, which is mean, interesting. Go Harvey, <laughs> making the world a better place in so many ways. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. All right, we done. We done with the torture porn. Uh, and it is once again until October. Until October, yeah. and then we'll jump back in. Yeah, I thought October was over. Yeah, or and then, until you you give me control. Until you give Alan again. control of the movie selection. Let's, <laughs> let, let's let's do Martyr and the most depressing month of the year. Yeah, let's, seriously. <laughs> like mentioned in the intro, it is part of new French extremism. Those French really don't they don't hold back. Hey, even in the other, we've done another French film on the podcast called Jules and Jim mm-hmm, by Francois Truffaut. And even in that, like they're no holds bar in the sense of what they're really willing to push. Mm-hmm. It's a different uh, concept, of course, and it's not about the darkness that this is. But the French too, filmmakers yeah. are willing to push yep. to the extremities. And I do, I do love that about them. Yeah. So, so this is, uh, the, this is Martyrs. Uh, it, if you have the guts, go check it out. Uh, it's currently on Amazon. This is the Tame Aperture Podcast. Alan, nice, nice work bringing us through this film. Yeah, th- thanks for letting me take control. You, you Thank did a you. fantastic It'll job. It'll never happen again. I guarantee it. After this one, oh, you're <laughs> you're, you're gonna in, revoke my until October, until October, October, and then you can have it back. <laughs> Brandon, thanks for being part of it, even though you bring up mother. And after this podcast, I'm gonna fuck you up in the parking lot. <laughs> I'll see you the in next the parking part. lot. <laughs> I'll have like a black eye in the next one. Yeah, exactly. let's let's lighten this up. Next podcast next week, we're going to talk about Caddyshack directorial di- debut from Harold Ramis, and uh, that'll kind of give us a breather from Martyrs. But go check it out. This is the Tame Aperture podcast on all streaming platforms and at www.tameaperture.com. Till next time, everybody. Peace. The Tame Aperture Podcast is produced by Dutch Angle Pictures in association with Studio B Productions. Listen, watch, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube.